This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, session number 105. Five ways to listen to what you see. Hi there, and welcome to session number 105 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm so happy you're here with me today. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a very long hiatus and all the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I've had a great last couple of weeks attending various dance performances at the Odyssey Theater, and I'm so looking forward to sharing my reviews on them and what I've learned from them. They've all been fantastic in their own ways, all different. So coming up in this session, in our Step to Success segment, Sweet Savings. Coming up in our Dancer's Dialect segment, which is Death and Expression. In our Freestyle Flow segment, Restroom Rant. And in our feature presentation, Five Ways to Listen to What You See. Hi, this is Kalida Bech, dancer, choreographer, teacher, and entrepreneur, coming to you from Germany, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. So I mentioned the words sweet savings at the beginning of this episode, and sweet savings are definitely a possibility if you have the Honey Chrome extension on your browser, and I've linked the information in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 105. This is a very cool app extension, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) as with a lot of the extensions that are available through Chrome, and it's free. And what it does is if you're shopping online, when you're getting toward the end of checking out, you're in your cart, it'll pop up and say zero to whatever percentage of savings are available with various codes. And so it'll automatically run various codes for you on your purchase. Sometimes there are codes that are applicable, sometimes they aren't, but they do all that guesswork for you. And what I found out recently, too, as I was looking at the information is that there are retail establishments like Target and Macy's where you can also get rebates too. So it's definitely worth checking out if you want to add some sweet savings to your bottom line. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see correlations in your life and in your business. In the beginning of this session, I talked about witches, death, and expression. And this was brought to mind as I was thinking about the performance I went to called, please forgive me on the pronunciation. I looked it up. I could not find it. And for those of you that speak German, my apologies in advance. It was called IFA, F-E. It's spelled E-I-F-O. The second word is E-F-I. It is a duet very thought-provoking for me, and I'm going to review it in the feature presentation. 
this company, this duet, is a collaboration with two dancers that were with uh, the Forsyth Company, and now they have their own company called Mamaza. I hope I pronounced that correct as well. And I looked up German dance because this company's from Germany, and I found this information on expressionist dance in the early 20th century. And I've linked it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 105. And this is what it said. Quote, expressionist dance was very popular in the early 20th century and has also influenced American dance. This kind of dance, however, became sort of illegal in the 1930s because the nationalist regime forbid using it. Many dancers fled or were persecuted. Famous expressionist dances are the dance of the witches and the dance of the death. Expressionist dance is again very popular these days as it uses dance movements to express emotions, ideas, and stories. Now, isn't that what dance is about? So I found it intriguing that something that is used to communicate and tell stories and do good, regardless of the content matter, was forbidden. It also went on to say that the most famous expressionist dancer from Germany was Mary Wigmann, who also made expressionist dance famous in other countries. I remember studying her in dance history back in college. But then again, I don't remember a lot of it. So that means (laughs) I got to go back and look at her. But I did study her in college, but goes to show I wasn't paying that much attention to dance history, right? (laughs) So anyway, expression, so important in dance. That's what dance is about, expression, communication. I loved how this tied in together with what I saw in this performance at the Odyssey Theater. Excited to share what I've learned. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? Conversations on the phone in a public restroom. It always cracks me up when people are on the phone in a public restroom. (laughs) I had just finished a wonderful yogance class at Movement Lifestyle up in North Hollywood with the incredible Tamara Levinson Campos, who I featured on session number 104 with her husband, who is also awesome, Daniel Cloud Campos. And you have to listen to their session if you have not. And so I took her class. And if you've been to Movement Lifestyle, you know, the restroom is small. So there's only two stalls. So I was changing out of my sweaty gear. And so this girl next to me, she's talking about how angry she is at something. I don't remember. She was talking pretty loudly, so you could not help but hear her. She was telling her friend or whoever it was that she had to come to the studio and take class. And I thought, girl, I get you. (laughs) I feel you because the thing is, I judged her initially based on the content of what I was hearing and how she was describing things. And her dialogue wasn't the most intelligent expression, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. And we both met outside at the one small sink that is in that bathroom. And she did one thing that made me forget about judging the conversation that she was having, which, of course, I shouldn't have been doing anyway, because I was not part of the conversation. But again, I was thinking, (laughs) this is just so funny that people talk in the bathroom that way. So, so what she did that made me forget all of that was that she smiled at me and then continued her conversation. And I thought, interesting that her doing that one small act of smiling made me forget that I was judging her. And so that lesson for me was, wow, you don't know what kind of small expression that you do that can positively affect someone. And I thought, wow, 
I get her because I feel the same way. If I'm angry, I want to dance. If I'm feeling a certain way, I want to dance. And what a great reminder it was for me that a small act of kindness, she probably wasn't even thinking, oh, I, I want to impress this person and I'm going to smile at her so she forgets that I'm <laughs> having this weird conversation. That small act of expression that she did, probably unconsciously, affected me in a profound way that small acts of expression and kindness go a long way. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Sudden, overwhelming, yet engaging. Those are three words I would use to describe when I was thinking about my experience for this performance, IFA Effie, and again, my apologies for the pronunciation, at the Odyssey Theater, which is in the, is on the west side of LA, and they're actually known for classic and contemporary plays, but this month, uh, January 2017, they started a dance series. It was very successful. I watched the last one last night and excited to review that one as well. They're going to be bringing it back from what I understand because it was successful. And I'm so happy about that. This venue is awesome, intimate, black box theater, lots of possibilities. Each performance I saw, which was four of them, different, exciting in their own way. And I learned so much from each one. This first one, no different with uh, two dancers, this duet with Jonas Mandafonis and Fabrice Maslia, they're founders of the German dance collective Mamaza. I will link their information in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 105. They kicked off this dance series, this dance festival. And this duet was based on their 30-year friendship and partnership as creative collaborators, and it It's really interesting how they mirrored each other, but not exactly. The choreography and the conversation was going in and out of mirroring and reaction. And I found it (laughs) difficult to pay attention to both at the same time because they were talking through, I would say 98% of it was audio, was dialogue between the two of them and about appearances and about perception. And it was, I I would love for you to check out. Actually, you know what, I'm going to link the video too. It'll be on their website. But you have to see that I've never seen anything like it and looking forward to seeing more stuff like that performance art and interweaving dance and acting and all that stuff that the arts do. So (laughs) at first, like I said, it was abrupt because they went right into the conversation. I really liked the use of the material they used on the floor that reflected. It wasn't completely clear, so it was a little abstract in terms of the visual, and you'll see it in the video. There was one part of the video where they're hanging on the wall, but I don't remember them hanging on the wall in this venue. But they did do a lot of interesting acro yoga shapes. To me, it was acro yoga. And of course, I'm going to identify with that because of my affinity for yoga. So I really liked that. There were moments of silence, which were, which was a nice break. Silence is always a good thing (laughs) and stillness in choreography and movement. So that was nice. I would have liked to have heard some of the dialogue when they were whispering a little bit more audibly, but I think that was the whole point was that either you were really supposed to listen or they didn't want you to hear really 
what they were saying, but the fact that there was whispering going on. So that I think just personally, I would have liked to hear that more, but it was still enjoyable. And I really was liking the bigger full body movements. But again, just as with any art, you're experiencing what you're currently experiencing in your life at the moment. For me, because I've been training with doing big full body movement, I identified with the parts that were big full body movement that I really enjoyed. And these are the lessons that I learned from watching this. And I opened this session up with listen to what you see. I I give credit to David Bagley on that. And you can listen to him on my milestone 100th episode, which is AnnetteBone.com forward slash 100, where I celebrate doing the 100th episode of the podcast, as well as um, marking the milestone of my dance training and what I've come through and that kind of thing. And I could not think of a better person to feature. And so he says that. And I think it's so profound, because the lessons I want to share really embody that statement. And they are as follows. Number one, you want to listen with multiple senses. And this performance, you had to, (laughs) you had to listen with multiple senses, because you had the audio dialogue going on, you had their body movement, you had the environment, the floor, the not that there was a lot of props or anything like that. I don't think there was really any props except for that, that fab, not fabric, the material on the floor, and you'll see it in the video. But listen with multiple senses, because you can see what is being communicated, not only by hearing, but by touch by expression. And sometimes even if it's over a phone call, or it's just audio, inflections, tone, that kind of thing. So listen with multiple senses, the words. Number two, try not to talk over the person. It's not always avoidable, but something to work on. And even I have to work on this, of course, (laughs) we all do. But in this performance, I noticed part of the reason why it was hard to decipher. And I think that was, again, the whole point of it was trying to listen to both of them at the same time was hard because they were talking over each other on some parts, on a lot of it. They were talking over each other back and forth, sometimes mirroring, sometimes repeating, and you had to pay attention. So try not to talk over the person when you are communicating if that is avoidable. Number three, use words purposefully. Oh boy, there's a lot that can be said about this using words purposefully, making sure that your communication has intent and purpose to it so that it encourages or is helpful and is appropriate. So use words purposefully. Number four, pay attention to and assess the dialogue going on within yourself, not judging, but being aware. Again, not judging, but being aware. I was reminded of this as I was watching because I thought in my mind I was thinking, okay, what's going on? Why is he saying this? And why am I identifying with what this dialogue is saying? And what kind of feelings is it bringing within myself? And that's what's so beautiful about art is the questions that come up in your mind and what you feel internally in your heart and your spirit. And so Paying attention and assessing doesn't mean that you are judging, but that you are aware. So this piece definitely did it for me based on the dialogue. Number five, silence is not always a bad thing. And take breaths when it is necessary. Like I said, I really appreciated those moments of stillness and silence within the piece. I appreciate that in other forms of art, in other dance pieces I've seen. Those moments are just as beautiful as those 
moments of flurry and activity <laughs> and, and movement and that kind of thing. And the breathing, I've, because I've been working on breathing so much for the last couple of years, it's been something I notice and that is so important in dance and in yoga and all these other things. And so silence is not always a bad thing. Take breaths when necessary. So how do you listen to what you see? Number one, you listen with multiple senses. Number two, you try not to talk over the person. Number three, you use your words purposefully. Number four, you pay attention and assess the dialogue going on within yourself by being aware and not judging. Number five, silence is wonderful and breathing is necessary. How do you listen to what you see? I would love to get your feedback and you can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 105 where you can also find the show notes to the session. If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. That way I can continue improving the podcast as well as give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I do want to give a special shout out to the Odyssey Theater for providing a great venue for performances, as well as Lucy Pollock Public Relations, who kindly provided the press passes for me to enjoy and learn from the dance series at the Odyssey. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.